This week on Ask Julian, you've heard me say over and over that it's almost never too late to plan when it comes to long-term care and Medicaid eligibility. This week, we pose an interesting question about what can be done, quote, after the 11th hour. This is Certified Elder Law Attorney Julian Gray, coming to you from the top of Green Tree Hill, overlooking beautiful downtown Pittsburgh. Welcome to Ask Julian, the legal show, where each week we tackle your most compelling legal questions right here. And now, attorney Julian Gray. Welcome to this week's edition of Ask Julian, the legal show. Here's a question we received. Julian, my elderly mother is in a nursing home, and she didn't have much money when she went in. So she's on Medicaid already, but I'm concerned about her home. Well, the short answer is, you should be. Here's a few things to think about. And when I talk about planning at the 11th hour, today we're talking about planning after midnight, because this person's mother is already in a nursing home, already on Medicaid. So what's the good news and what's the bad news? Well, the good news is Medicaid is picking up pretty much all of her long-term care costs. As you know from our prior podcasts, once you're on Medicaid, typically you give your Social Security check to the nursing home, less some small deductions, and the state picks up the tab for everything else. And that goes on and on and on every month. But here's something to think about. Number one, your home as your primary residence is exempt for Medicaid. That's good, meaning you don't have to sell your house to get benefits. But the problem is you didn't sell your house. It's still in your name. What does that mean? We're going to find out in a moment. But if you don't remember anything else from this podcast, know that if you have a house in the name of a nursing home resident and they are on Medicaid, someday that is going to come back to roost, whether it's during the person's lifetime and they sell the house or if they die and they have to go through probate to deal with the house, sooner or later you are going to have to deal with the state of Pennsylvania or any other state, depending on where you're at getting Medicaid. So the problem is it's still in your name. The whole goal to planning is to get the house or a portion of the house out of the name of the nursing home resident before they die, and I'll explain that more in a minute. Second point. Remember what I said a few minutes ago. The state is pretty much paying all of your care costs in the nursing home above your income. So if you've got a $10,000 a month nursing home bill, which is pretty typical in Pennsylvania, the state's probably paying five or $6,000 at a discounted rate every month. So your debt to the state is growing every day, right? Every day that mom's in that nursing home and the nursing home's charging $325 a day or something like that, and the state's still reimbursing, let's say, even you know, 200 a day um, at the reimbursement rate, it's still growing by $6,000 a month of, 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 um, of debt. And that debt's going to come back to roost because if you know from prior podcasts and just listening to the information we put out there, Pennsylvania has this nasty little law called the Medical Assistance Estate Recovery Act. And what that means is when a Medicaid recipient dies the state goes back and tallies up everything they spent on mom in this particular case for her nursing home care. And then they present a bill to the executor of the estate. 
And guess who gets paid first before anybody else, pretty much? That's right, the state of Pennsylvania. Before the kids get anything, before anyone really gets anything, they're a super creditor, if you will. And there's really no way around that once mom has passed. There's a couple obscure exemptions, but we're not going to go into that today because they're really not that um, common. So that leads us to the last point of this. You know, there are planning options to save the home. And people lose hope. They go, well, mom's already on, in the nursing home. Mom's being taken care of. Um, Medicaid's paying for pretty much all the bill. Um, you know, so what if we lose the house? That's one you know, attitude I hear from people. Then other people say, what do you mean we're going to lose the house? And, and that's really you know, where you get people's ears up because they say, wait a minute, you know, this house is worth 100000 bucks, and mom and dad you know, paid it off 50 years ago or whatever it was. You know, we didn't realize that um, the Estate Recovery Act was going to come put a lien against the house or a claim uh, once mom dies. So you know, there are planning options, and in some of these cases, the house can be transferred to a family member um, or a portion of the home can be sold to a family member, and they can inherit the rest of the home upon the death of the parent uh, without having to pay for it. There's lots of opportunities there. But uh, as I said before, the most important thing you need to realize is that if the nursing home resident dies owning that home in their name, there's really very few options after that to get out of that situation. So you really need to see an elder law attorney while the nursing home resident is alive and come up with some solutions. And like I said, there's a whole bunch um, on how to try to get that home protected uh, for the family. Um, And last but not least, if you're supporting the upkeep of the property, you've got to be extra careful, right? There's a lot of adult children out there whose parents are in nursing homes, and that house is a sitting duck for when the parent dies for, for you know, state recovery. And, you know, one of these things I think about all the time is is that, you know, People are paying the utilities on the house. They're paying the real estate taxes. They're maintaining the property. And, you know, don't they realize that they're just throwing money away in many cases? And so you've got to be extra careful if you're supporting the upkeep of that property for the parent because you may get absolutely nothing in return. Remember what I said a few minutes ago. When that nursing home resident dies, the state of Pennsylvania becomes sort of a super creditor in front of everyone else until they're paid in full. Then all the other creditors can step up and try to get paid or reimbursed. So go back now and think about the fact if you spent $10,000 fixing up mom's house, maybe, you know, you, you uh, replace some appliances, put some windows in, a new hot water tank, um, replace the carpeting, you name it, whatever you did. And then mom passes away, and you thought that that house was going to be sold or given to you, and now the state of Pennsylvania steps in front of you. You're not going to get paid back you know, the money you put in that property until the state of Pennsylvania gets paid in full. So think about that. I just talked a few minutes ago about how if the state is reimbursing the parents cared about $6,000, you know, a month, let's say. That's that's $72,000 a year. And so after just two years, the claim owed to the state of Pennsylvania is close to $150,000. If that house is only worth $150,000, guess what? The state's keeping all the money when that house gets sold. And all the money you put in taking care of mom's house that you thought you might get paid back for if there was some money left is not going to come back to you. So once again, 
there are options here. And if you are supporting the upkeep of the property, you can actually create legal documentation to protect yourself and step in front of the state of Pennsylvania to get repaid first. So these are just more things you need to do when you've got a parent that's already in a nursing home, who's already getting Medicaid or even close to getting Medicaid, and and owns a home. So finally, speaking of nursing homes, I want to give a shout-out of thanks to all the healthcare workers who are on the front lines helping people in healthcare facilities amidst this crisis and putting the needs of others in front of themselves. You are truly the brave soldiers in a new kind of battle this country is facing, and we thank you for your service. So be safe. Remember, if you want more information about this program or the topics we discuss, please visit grayelderlaw.com or call 412-458-6000. In addition, I've written about this topic in my Elder Law column in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. You can find all of these articles by simply visiting postgazette.com and searching under Julian Gray. And we also have a free monthly newsletter, and it discusses topics on special needs planning, taxes, Elder Law, asset protection planning, dealing with your house, Medicare, and so much more. And you can get it for free by signing up on our website. And you can request it in paper form or in electronic form. And we have thousands of people on our newsletter every month at this point, and we get a lot of great reviews. So check it out. And finally, if you'd like to submit a question for us to discuss on this show, please send an email to askjulian at grayelderlaw.com. Thank you for listening to Ask Julian, the legal show, hosted by attorney Julian Gray. Send your questions to AskJulian at GrayElderLaw.com and tune in each week on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Julian Gray Associates is a Pittsburgh-based law firm. The information provided in this podcast is not intended to be legal advice. You should consult independently with legal counsel regarding your individual situation. 